Chapter One Hundred and Seventy Two of Varney the Vampire, Volume Three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary Herndon Bell. Varney the Vampire, Volume Three, by Thomas Prescott Prest. Chapter One Hundred and Seventy Two The Count Polidori's Recovery, The Interview with the Signora Isabella, The Consent. A few days' confinement placed the Count beyond the reach of danger. His wound healed rapidly and favorably, but which was more than anticipated by the cautious leech, who abstained from saying so, but took his daily seat beside his patient's bed, and with his prosy, an imperturbable gravity, he continued to give his advice. Count, he said, your wound is healing. I feel it is so, said the Count. But you must be cautious. I would not have you be too sanguine or trust your feelings too much. I do not. But I may take wine? Indeed, I would recommend you not to do so for wine is inflammatory, and you are likely to suffer for it. And yet I took a bottle last evening. Last evening, Count? said the physician. Yes, I speak truly. I doubt it not, but it was very imprudent, very imprudent indeed. For though half a bottle may do no hurt to a man in full health, yet a hole can do him no good, even if it do him no harm. But in your case, it is dangerous. It might be, but surely the danger is past now. If you have taken it over twelve hours, though four and twenty would be better. It is over twelve hours. Tis well, but it was hazardous. You are fast getting well, and as it happens you have no fever or other evil changes about you. Therefore you may continue your wine, but not in such quantities. I will be more cautious. But, Pileto, what is your opinion of my guest? Your preserver? Yes, the same. He is one of the most learned men I have ever met with. Even professed scholars have not been found so full of knowledge. That speaks something for his youth. Most undoubtedly. But what think you of him as a man of the world? I think he has a vast fund of information. He has had an enlarged experience of society and has visited, I think, all the continent of Europe. He understands their languages and manners, too, and has the appearance of a traveler and of a man used to the best and most distinguished society. That is just my opinion of him. I understand he is from France. Yes, a refugee, in point of fact. I suppose without means. No, he appears to have means, 
and hopes at times may so alter to permit his return and the resumption of his former fortune i understand as much and he has spoken of people whom i know well in france that would not associate with any beneath their degree and he has told me things they would have divulged to none save their equals and families it is my opinion of him the doctor took his leave and the count was again left to himself and he began evidently to ponder over something in his mind which appeared to demand his attention and he for some time sat immovable my daughter he murmured is a rich reward even for such a deed i do not pit my life against hers no no she is by far the most valuable she i love more than life and would provide for her in a manner that shall procure her future happiness rather than her immediate approval the dear girl does not well understand these matters she does not know that present pleasure may be followed by future pain she knows not that we should forego the present to ensure future happiness he paused a moment and then he continued but i cannot be mistaken in this man no he has done a deed which though i value it not at so high a price yet gratitude impose upon me the necessity of showing the highest consideration she is fancy free and i do not see that there will be any difficulty in the way whatever at that moment the door opened and signora isabella entered and advanced toward the couch on which he lay my father ah isabella i was but then thinking of you of me father i come to see how you are our good guest and preserver had been telling me he was quite sure you are much better than dr pileto will admit for he is slow and cautious to a degree my dear he is quite right i feel it oh how joyful i am what think you of our guest isabella do you think him a man well worthy of our warmest esteem and gratitude indeed he is father he is noble i think so the true nobility of soul can be seen in him to such a man as the chevalier would i see my isabella united to such a man could i confide my daughter's happiness for he would secure it what mean you father that the stranger of whom you speak so highly is to be your future husband the preserver of the father will not act unkindly by the child my father i am stunned yes my dear daughter i have fully settled this matter in my own mind he has asked your hand go see him you have my blessing i am sure he will be happy isabella you never disobeyed your father such an act would be the cruelest stab that ever was planted in my bosom but when said isabella almost trembling but when will this be when am i to be given away father as you would a present of flowers isabella when have i deserved when have i had such an answer from thee 
let me have no more of this but when have you fixed as a time upon which i am to be sent away from home to strangers you will not leave this palace isabella you and your husband will always be here and i shall have the satisfaction of seeing the happiness i have planned and made he will be a father to the child as well as a husband i do not wish for any such change i am happy but shall be otherwise if i am compelled to wed compelled isabella compelled do you speak of being forced when i wish it now that i have settled it in my own mind love and duty to me and gratitude to this gentleman all conspire to point out how you should act but when father when to-morrow to-morrow repeated isabella in mournful accents yes my child tis better done at once twill at all events save any of those unnecessary thoughts that might disturb you my father my father said the young lady as she sunk upon her knees before him well my child pardon me for once begging a favor of you what mean you by such words i wish a longer interval to be allowed me before i am i am married said her father yes father that is the dreadful word isabella mind my love what my wishes are i have heard them father but give me a week indeed you cannot decently bring this matter to a conclusion before the end of that time i have had no previous warning from you or this stranger that such a thing was in contemplation if i grant it to you my isabella i must be obeyed you shall be obeyed father said isabella with an effort if it cost me my life and it will be near it but let me keep my room until that period is up and then do with me what you will be it so isabella though it will look ungracious to our guest yet i will endeavor to excuse you with the best grace i can the lady isabella was deathly pale and as she rose she staggered and could scarce support herself out of the apartment end of chapter one hundred and seventy two